0: Hello, hello, Visibility Hackers. Welcome to this episode of Visibility Hacker Radio. I'm your host, Coach Molly from VisibilityHacking.com. And in today's episode, I wanna share with you an interview I did recently with RJ Ahmed. I found him a couple years ago um, on on Facebook, and he was blowing up because he was interviewing all of these fabulous, successful entrepreneurs in the space. And he caught my attention, the way that he was doing it, and he was so uh, very clearly focused on the single task of finding these great uh, entrepreneurs and interviewing them and sharing those interviews. And at the time, he didn't have any monetization behind it whatsoever. He was simply interviewing people to learn from their experience and sharing that with the world. And because of that, because he was so solely focused on the one task of interviewing these experts, he has become an expert in that himself, but he also created really great experiences for his listeners. And so I totally see the importance of having connection machines that include opportunities to interview other. Experts. And so today I want to share with you the interview I did with him recently to learn more about what he does to prepare for interviews, how he gets great guests, and much more. And we'll also be hearing from him in the next episode as well. So make sure you are subscribed on your favorite podcast platform. We'll see you on the other side. In a world full of noise, it's harder and harder to stand out and fight for attention. But we know your message matters. We are visibility hackers and we're here to help. This is Visibility Hacking Radio. Of the, what, it, what feels to me like a million people you've interviewed, how many people have you actually formally done interviews with?
1: It's actually around 75 so far.
0: Wow, that is that is incredible. So tell me about who you were when you were stepping into that first interview, when you were sitting there and you decided, hey, I'm going to do interviews. Tell me about
1: who you were,
0: where you were, what was your
1: business like? Tell me about that. So it was actually, I was on the verge of affiliate marketing. I was doing affiliate marketing at that time. Uh, my very first unofficial uh, interview of the show was with Alex Elliott. You know, I got her on the show, not was the official part of the show, but, you know, that's how I actually started to interview entrepreneurs uh, because she was doing the JV launch of our One Group Away Challenge. And I was like, I want to start interviewing Alex because she was like, she was pretty cool. She was awesome. And I was like, I have to do it. I have to start somewhere because not only that was my very first interview, it was the very first time I was doing live in front of camera. So I was actually nailing down my objections and the objections I had in my life initially was being on camera because I might not look pretty. And the second thing was, uh, you know, had the fear of public speaking. So that was the biggest two objections. So I was like, this is, I think, the best time to do it. And it was actually like 4 a.m. I had one hand free, not proper lighting, not proper mic, not proper camera. But I was like, I have to do it at this moment to do it rough. Had no idea, but I was like, oh, let's do it. So it was actually uh, in September or October 2019, you know, the unofficial interview, I must say. And then I started to feel like, okay, I got some other amazing entrepreneurs as well. And then I was like, rather than doing general Facebook Live, what if I name it as a show and start to get entrepreneurs like that? So that's how it everything turned up for me.
0: Yeah and you're when you build a show you're connecting to an audience of your experts that you're bringing on as guests and to an audience of people who are consuming your content they're watching those interviews so how do you we're we're going to ask I'm going to ask you questions about each of those groups so First, how do you make sure that you're serving those experts? Because if you step into these interviews and you want these big names or you look up to certain people in the marketing space and you you want them to be on your show, how do you actually get them to notice you if you're just starting out? What would you recommend?
1: So very first thing is you have to create your existence. people need to know about like that you exist. And, you know, existence is something out there that could be positive, negative both. So think about if someone you like, you know, you have to make sure you create existence and in a positive way, you know, it could be in any way, like helping other people out as well, like be most engaging out there. So for me out there, obviously, when I started out, I was super engaging. My very first official guest of the show was Spencer Makeup, you know, so I was following him from quite a while he was like one of the guys that I was watching in affiliate marketing since he crushed it so I was help uh, you know helping his community posting content like I was doing all of those stuff so that he feels like I exist in his community so before I reach out to him so that was the initial first thing I did so the number one thing what I really recommend everyone out there is making sure you go ahead and serve don't be one of those people who are watching others serving watching other hanging out with those people out there because they're not in their comfort zone because they're out of it don't be in the comfort zone out there especially when you know you can build the relations, you have the potential and on the other side when we talk about like how for me personally how i was able to serve it is something actually like think about if a guest arrived to your house number one thing that which is important is the experience. Yeah. I make sure I make their experience better because that is actually something that might lack uh, for some people when they get them on the show, they ask generic questions. They don't know how to connect one question to the other. They don't know how to start the show. They don't know how to end the show. So it becomes boring for them, for the audience, for the host as well, you know, it just overreact and all of those stuff. But yeah, when you make these experiences better, they have a good experience. They remind you who you are. They get in conversations with you later on post interviews. They potentially do JVs with uh, you know with you as well on your projects, or you help them out as well on some things. So experience is something out there which is super important uh, to you know go ahead and build that relationship when they get on your show.
0: I love that idea because it truly personalizes the experience. In the online space, we're constantly talking about automating your business, getting your time back. But we can't do that to, when we're sacrificing that connection to our people. And so like sending little voice memos to people, connecting with them, checking in on what they're doing, being part of their world, celebrating the things that they're putting out there is a great way for people to get started, regardless of how big your audience is, which is super cool. Now, how do you yeah. serve? make sure that you're serving value to your audience? We, we can serve value to our guests. Awesome. They get on our show. Now They now we're sitting there and we're like, all right, we got to create some kind of content that's going to be of value. What goes through your head when you're thinking about that?
1: So in terms of the value for the audience out there, if, you know, first of all, you have that stage. So you have the ability to ask the common ground questions that most people have, especially that your audience could have, you know, with a particular guest. So what I usually do is, obviously, I... I know because since I've been the part of that audience as well, you know, since I follow them as well as an audience, so I know the kind of the questions that people could possibly have. So why not myself asking that question? But I make sure that I don't ask in a way which sounds generic. So I, you know, sometimes I mix it up and someone is replying and I'm like, you know, that's cool. And then I get it up as a follow-up question, but the question still remains the same. So that's why how what initially happened is, The uh, audience's questions get answered, first of all, which is important because they wanted to get more ahas, you know, and they get it just because these are the type of people they want to know about. Like if they want to learn affiliate marketing, then Spencer Megum and then, you know, offered then Steve Garson, like it goes like that. So they're getting their questions answered how they, it wanted to be. And then I do it live because I want my audience to engage to my guests as well. So, you know, uh, due to that particular way, they also get, you know, questions answered as well. So that's how I served my audience initially.
0: So you're, you're gathering your questions, not only from your perspective of being an audience member, but also from the other audience members in their, in their environments and whatnot. That's, that's fantastic. So, and we're also making sure that we're not asking generic questions. So that totally answers my next question was, do you have any other tips about coming up with great questions um, when you're, when you're asking people on your show?
1: Yeah, so the very first thing is make sure that you listen to some of the interviews in the past. It is mm-hmm. actually important to do that because, uh, you know, you don't need to overlap questions every single time if the question has already been answered before. What could potentially happen is if someone has already answered a question, there might be And other follow-up questions you you could have in your mind now, like, you know, it could happen potentially, you know, if you you have to listen to some previous interviews, you know, it is something like that, you know, if someone interviewed Russell Brunson and that person asking like, hey, you know how you got started in the space. So, like, if a person know how Russell already got started, it is not a common sense, you know, for you to actually do it. Second thing, what you need to make sure is you make it personalized. You know, you add some things out there that is relatable to them a lot. I remember uh, I asked Steve like, hey, have you ever thought about writing your own book? And then he was like on and on talking about his story, like how he got into expert secrets book. He's planning to write multiple books. He loved that I asked that question. So if you make it more personalized around them, what they love on a personal level as well, it created that um, emotional attachment with you. Uh, That is also uh, important as well. And the third thing which is important is when I say generic questions, like, what's the best book you read? What's the best advice you're going to give you 20 years old? If you want to know the answers about those things, you can get that answers a ton of times Just watch their previous interviews. So you don't need to ask that questions again. So these are like my top three uh, tips in order to improvise your stuff out there. And when you do it repetitively, you get better, you know, I got better, like after doing like a ton of interviews. So
0: yeah. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, this is this is a great interview. I love what you're putting down here because people need to start getting out there. And first of all, getting over their fear of being on camera. So if you're afraid of being on camera, my friends, just go on a podcast or whatever, but start connecting. And yeah, yeah. nobody's perfect when they start. We get better as we go through. I remember one of, oh, I have this piece of feedback from someone I I interviewed a few times. um, And I really, really looked up to this person. I still do. Um, And I finished an interview with them and they were like, hey, so let's uh, got some feedback for you. I was like, oh, feedback from my guest. That's weird, but it's something I've started to try and implement more is like keeping those connections going and asking for feedback constantly so that I can get better watching my old interviews, watching other people's interviews. And the feedback this person gave me Almost broke my heart and I almost wanted to like cry and never do this again. And the feedback was all in relation to the intros I gave people. Mm. I didn't do any research. I didn't care about filling people up with their res, like introducing people with their resume I just got super excited to interview people. So I would just share that excitement and that should be good enough. If I'm excited, you should be excited. That's how this should work. And I I was crushed when the feedback was, you have to stop that. You have to start introducing people for the accomplishments that they've put out there. That's what establishes your guest's authority, but it also establishes your authority as the interviewer. So that was my biggest learning moment when it came to starting interviews in my own world. What was the biggest learning moment or the biggest change that you learned going through all of these interviews?
1: So the biggest change actually came up was that it was super realistic for me to build relations if I find a, a way to connect with them on a personal level. You know, I interviewed Josh Fowdy on the show. You know, a lot of people in this space know Josh Fowdy because of the way he built relationships with a lot of people in the space. So he said uh, on, the, on our show, like, hey, dude, you know, one of the most important thing why I was able to connect with Russell Brunson was not on a business level is like way far ahead on a business perspective. He was able to relate to me on a personal level mm-hmm. and all of those things. So when you realize that you could connect with those people out there on a personal level, uh, when we talk about personal level, I was talking with Marley uh, a couple of weeks back, she loves food. So I was talking about food with her. Because she's the thing that is the thing that is relatable to her at the moment. I could open up a conversation. I could talk about all of those things all the time with her. So if you find those things out there, it's easier for for you to do it. The second thing is, as you as you mentioned, like what was the guest who gave you the tip about that is controlling your excitement. You know, mm-hmm. if I go back and watch my interview in the past, I was super excited. I was like out of the world excited out there, and. Later on, I started to control my excitement a bit of it because I don't want to be looked like another fan who's getting those people on the podcast. I wanna show respect, I wanna show my gestures. I wanna show everything out there to the guests, like I respect them, I admire them and all of those things, but it doesn't mean I have to dance over and over again. So that is important. So how you control yourself is like, think about it, if you're meeting someone out there for the first time in person, do you wanna be super weird guy out there? Or you want to be a guy who looks better, who, who knows how to talk, who knows how to do conversation. So when I started to think about that, uh, you know, the way that I started to do interview got different. The way I started to reach out to people out there got different. How I communicate got different. So these were like my biggest learnings out there initially. And that helped me so much like moving forward. So yeah, like that was the biggest breakthrough.
0: I love it. I love it. So we we briefly touched on the word book and I know I know I want to touch on this a little bit more we create interviews, we create a ton of content, and then the content question comes up. What do you do with that content afterwards? So my question to you is, how do you, do you repurpose your content, wink, wink, nudge, nudge? What are you doing with it? Um, and and what is, what is, where does the content go and what do you do with it after it goes live?
1: Well, yeah, so there are actually so many ways initially I actually repurposed it in in the video content or a podcast and other form of formats. One of the way how I actually did that was with my book, which was decades and days. You know, I took the interviews. I took their takeaways because they were expert in different fields, And then I converted it into a book. Um, I was thinking about it. Uh, the name of it from a long long time but one of my friends who was also one of the guests of my show as well he told me the name like decades and days I was like dude that is a pretty great name and you know then I came up with the subtitle of it like the book to learn from decades of experience of successful entrepreneurs on how to build yourself and your business online I was like this is this is the perfect tagline for that hundred percent because here's the thing all of them were experts all of them had their own point of views around different things and one of the guys asked me a question, can a $10 million per year guy can learn from that book? I was like, yes. And, and the book there was Dave Woodward, like who is the CEO of ClickFunnels. He have, he have different thought processes. There's a different guy who sold an eight-figure company, uh, which was solely around VAs. He knows more systems than other people potentially. So I was like, yeah, a $10 million per year guy could learn a thing or two, for sure, 100%. So that's how I actually came up with Uh, with decades and days and when I said about that and when I uh, presented that repurposing way of me doing that in ClickFunnels event they were like dude is that even possible of doing that with interviews like this is crazy so that was actually a game changer game changer out there so yeah oh
0: that's amazing well then that's the also the perfect segue how can people get decades decades of brilliant information out of the brains of entrepreneurs in your book? How can they get a hold of it?
1: So you guys can go to decadesindaysbook.com uh, so, and you can get your copy out there over there for sure.
0: Amazing. RJ, thank you so much for being on the show. It's been an absolute blast. Thank you so much, Molly.